Hey everybody, welcome back to Analyze This. This is the first official video on the channel and it's gonna be a banger. I'm diving right into Star Wars on a topic I've been really passionate about. And again, one of the reasons why I've wanted to start a YouTube channel and do some commentary because this is something I've talked about with my other friends that are big Star Wars fans. And I think it's really a good time as we are entering a new year here, 2023, with a lot more Star Wars on the horizon. and. Again, you know, we all know that Star Wars has been in a weird state for a while now due to that sequel trilogy being so controversial. You know, no matter where you stood on the spectrum of did you like the sequel trilogy, did you hate it, were you in the middle where you're like, okay, I just went along for the ride. I think it's fair that we could all say it was very debatable, very questionable at times. And nowadays, as we're about three, four years removed now from that ending of the sequel trilogy. Disney and Lucasfilm are looking to move on from the Skywalker saga, which they have with branching out with new characters and stories. And I do agree it is time for that to happen, but I also would like to see them focus on, you know, some content on already existing characters, time periods, and events as well. I think a combination of both would be cool. And we're already kind of getting that, you know, we've gotten Kenobi, and the Book of Boba, which these are new stories with old characters, and then you get brand new content and brand new characters like in Andor and The Mandalorian. So basically what this video is going to be about is the future of Star Wars, and I wanna break it down into two main points. I wanna focus on the elements that make Star Wars content feel like Star Wars. What what are the things in Star Wars that really made it, make it stand apart from Star Trek and other sci-fi space thrillers out there of, you know, movies and shows that focus on space and some of those themes that they may have in common with Star Wars. There's things that really stood out that made Star Wars unique because they're they're unique to the story, they're unique to really even the whole genre for that matter. So I want to be able to talk about that stuff and then I want to talk about the storytelling itself because that's where I've been really critical of things with these past few projects like in Andor and Kenobi and the Book of Boba. There's some things I like, but I think there were some decisions that were made that ended up messing up a whole lot of great potential that these projects had or could have had. So let's start with the elements first. There's some elements that help Star Wars stand out from other space-themed shows and movies, like I said. And one of the things I think Star Wars is kind of drifting away from, that I, I hope that they don't go too far away and forget about this stuff forever, is like that mythical feeling, that lore. And specifically, that lore and that mythology in Star Wars focuses on the Force the Jedi, the Sith, you know, light side versus dark. You have this ancient religion that's worshiped and practiced in two ways. The good guys who use it for good, for balance, to save people, to protect people. And then you have the dark side people that want to, of course, you know, harm people. They want the power. They want to take control of everything. Both sides have their own reasons for why they believe in the force and they use the abilities for the ways they do. And just the force in general is such a cool power you know it's not like you're watching Doctor Strange where and I have nothing nothing against Doctor Strange I like Doctor Strange and his movies and everything about him but the force it's a mysterious thing you can't see it's just you know out there and you know it's invisible in the air you're not seeing you know Doctor Strange uses powers and bending notes and stuff from like the most recent movie which again it, it's cool stuff I'm not knocking that but the Force does so many cool things and you don't see it. You know, you don't see this magical dust going all over, you know, the room or shooting across out of somebody's hand into smacking somebody in the face or whatever. So it's just really cool to see what the Force can do. And the Jedi and the Sith, it's just really 
They're cool characters. They have lightsabers. They have really cool powers and things like that. And I actually would love to see there be more stories on that. You know, I'm not a huge comic book guy, so I'm not going to try to sound like a know-it-all or try to give information I don't know. But it is interesting to see in the comics and just, you know, from what I hear on different podcasts and things I read, the Old Republic era, the High Republic era, these time periods where there was literally like Jedi and Sith wars because there wasn't a clone army. There wasn't a droid army. So I would love to see more stories focus on that. Like back when there was more than just the rule of two existing for the Sith, where you were able to have hundreds and thousands of Jedi, well, there were hundreds of Sith too. I think that would be one of the coolest stories you could get and one of the coolest like battles you could get on the level of like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, where you have a hundred Jedi with their blue and green and purple and yellow lightsabers versus a hundred Sith with their red lightsabers cool concepts there the only show that i know of that's coming out in the future that's going to focus on that stuff is the acolyte which is supposedly going to do more like dark side sith stuff which would be the first time we really get a focus on anything that's you know dark side and sith i think that would be fantastic also i don't know how true this is i'm not going to be one that give you a bunch of rumors that i can't confirm or deny but supposedly there's some talk that ahsoka might focus might have some kind of feature of more magic or like the magic side of things in Star Wars. We'll see if that's true or not, but also that is going to be, fo- you know, there's going to be some kind of lightsaber and force focus there, obviously with her being a former Jedi and having those abilities still. So maybe we see something in that show as well. Another important element, and this one I argued a lot with friends about in some of the most recent shows like the Book of Boba and Kenobi and Andor, it's the music. The main theme song when the crawl plays, the Imperial March when Vader or the bad guys do something cool, the Force theme, character themes like Leia's theme, Kenobi has a theme, Anakin's Dark Deeds, music that really inflicts emotion on you as you're watching, you know, stuff makes you sad in those moments where you get a little teary-eyed because it's a magical moment or it's an emotional scene or you're at the edge of your seat because there's a battle going on and you don't know what's going to happen. Some of those elements really weren't there. I mean, a couple, you know, you sprinkled in a little Imperial Barge or the Force theme in Kenobi. The one song that was cool in the Book of Boba obviously was his theme song. That was pretty cool. And then Andor... I didn't really feel any kind of sort of cool Star Wars type of music in that show. Now, it doesn't have to be recycling the Force theme, the main theme, the Imperial March. We have to move on from that stuff. I agree. Or that comes in, you know, with certain characters. Like the Imperial March you usually get with, like, the Empire or or really uh, Darth Vader. Or, you know, Kylo Ren's theme is pretty cool, too. And just to mention a couple of cool examples of when music really helps enhance Star Wars, like for example, the beginning of episode three, after the crawl plays and you get the awesome main theme song, that's part one of it. Then part two, you get right into, you know, you slowly see the, you know, starship and then you see Anakin and Obi-Wan's ships come in and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in the big battle over Coruscant as they're looking to save Chancellor Palpatine. Then you have Vader and Rogue One. I don't know how you would define the music per se when he is going through and annihilating the rebels in the hallway but there's some cool music that plays there and then at the end when they just escape and vader's there at the edge of the ship platform he's pissed because the rebels got away but then you get the imperial march because he just kicked ass it was really cool i'll give you another example of the imperial march in episode five the first time you see vader and the empire in episode five is like almost like a montage clip of the entire Starfleet that he has, all the Star Destroyers, the TIE Fighters flying around. And how many times in general do you hear the Imperial March in Episode 5? 
you see the fleet numerous times as they're chasing the rebels away. They're chasing Han Solo and company. I believe there's even a bit that plays when, you know, Vader tells Luke that, hey, I'm your daddy. So there's these moments where you have music that not only when you hear it, you could go hear it, you know, you hear an orchestra playing in the park or you hear somebody in their YouTube video mocking something and it's like, oh, and then they use the Imperial March. You hear it, you recognize it, you relate it to Star Wars. I'm not hearing any new music that I could be like, wow, that's from Kenobi. Wow, that's from Andor. If you hear the Boba theme song, that's the one good case there. These scenes are enhanced by epic music. Quickly on the lightsabers, I just want to mention them again. I threw them out there when I was talking about this, the Jedi and the Sith. Hey, they're colorful, glowing space swords. They're the coolest weapons ever. Some people wield two. Some have double-edged swords like Darth Maul. Or you could be like Kylo Ren and have like three points on yours. Each color means something and it basically represents the character who wields it. There's really not much more I need to say on that. It's one of the coolest weapons. You can slice through people. You could cut through metal, cut through doors. They're really cool weapons. The way they can like do like the force throw and then it comes back to them like a boomerang sort of. That's really cool. And again, those are epic battles too where it's not just two like dull metal shiny swords, you know, clanking. You got two lightsabers. The sound effects are cool. The glow of them. Again, something that I don't know why we want to stray away from that and do all these shows where you're using blasters and guns all the time and 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 tanks and vehicles when you can have one of the you know literally the coolest weapon in star wars and then lastly this one is not necessarily like oh we need more of this because i think star wars has always done well with like spaceships and battle stations and space battles dogfighting but i think going forward if star wars is you know if, the, if disney and lucasfilm are scratching their heads wondering okay what can we do in the future that's going to be really cool how about you make a top gun type movie or show we were supposed to have they did announce a couple of years ago rogue squadron which was going to be created by patty jenkins which i don't know if anybody out there has played the old rogue squadron games on like the gamecube and whatnot back in the early 2000s which is rebel pilots and I think Luke even led them too. Like that would be really cool to where we don't have to be hopping from planet to planet and doing all these ground battles. And if, if you want an opportunity and a story to get away from like the Jedi and, and the Sith and the dark side versus the light side and the force and things like that, that is totally okay. You can definitely get a cool element in there of, of something else. And I think that would be a Rogue Squadron movie or have something that features, you know, battle stations again, like the Death Star, you know, let's explore the different fleets and things like that. You have, you know, there's been movies on like World War II, like the Battle of Midway, you know, you focus on the American Navy versus the Japanese Navy. How about the, you know, the Rebel Alliance and, and their big ships versus the epic Star Destroyers that, you know, the Empire had, things like that. You can also, you know, do the other eras and the other conflicts as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be Empire versus Rebels, but that always seems to be the top one because the Star Destroyers are cool and then the X-Wings for the, the Rebellion is pretty cool. So I hope the Rogue Squadron movie, it hasn't been canceled, but it's been put so far on the back burner that a lot of people doubt it's going to come out and I'm worried that it's not going to be anything either. Now let's talk about storytelling itself. My biggest issues with shows like The Book of Boba and Kenobi stemmed from what elements of the story and what characters they focused on. In The Book of Boba, there were times where it didn't feel like it was Boba's show. The Mando Season 2.5 stuff, sure, that was cool, but honestly, it wasn't needed, and I think it was disrespectful to the character and Tamora Morrison, 
who got his, you know, one shining moment to bring this character back to life again and him be the focus. You know, sometimes Fennec seemed like she played a harder, more dominant character and controlled the screen more and controlled the narrative more than Boba. In Kenobi, Reva seemed to be the star of the show. I'll never forgive them for interrupting Vader and Kenobi multiple times at the end of the show to show more Reva stuff, which they almost crossed the line with messing up canon too with her going after Luke. Now look, I know we need to have new characters, we need to have more characters, and sometimes new characters can help freshen up a story or even help get the ball rolling. Reva did just that in Kenobi, and that was fine. However, the most important characters and plot points should not be shoved aside for other characters and other minor situations that feel more minor in the grand scheme of things. Another example is Andor, a show with mostly new characters and a couple of returning characters that were important to the Rebellion. Rather than allow more time for newcomers like Luthen or an important figure that returns that, again, we could flesh out her story more, Mon Mothma in Andor, we had a bunch of flashbacks to Cassian as a kid in the beginning that never were revisited, at least in season one. We also hung around the camp for way too long fleshing out minor character backstories before the heist and they ultimately don't matter because at the end, when they died, they were never mentioned again. Andor should have focused mostly on himself, Mon Mothma, and even more of Luthen, who was my favorite character in the show to begin with. So again, look, I know Disney wants to make their own characters and stories, they want to make their own money, they want to stamp their own insignia on their on Star Wars with their own new ideas and new characters. That's totally fine, and we do need f new ideas and fresh ideas in Star Wars, but if you're going to make shows or movies that focus on legacy characters and have their names in the damn title of the show or movie, then you better focus on them and do them justice. Disney also needs to focus on the plot points that truly matter. If we're only going to do six episodes or one season or one movie on someone or something, then make sure you focus on the most important parts and flesh out that character so when we reach the end of the story, it doesn't feel like we have more questions than answers. You know, it's not that I'm hungry for more because it's such a good show or it was such a good movie, but it's because it's like, well, wait, I want to see how this ended or why couldn't you explain this more? Or why couldn't you show that character do this without time jumping or whatever? And to finish on that note, can we stop with the six episodes that that are one and done seasons? I'm cool if you want to make Kenobi a one and done series, but can you make it at least 10 or 12 episodes? Or make them 50 to 60 minutes each if you're going to do six episodes? I think it would be a good idea to do more shows like Mando and Andor where we're going to have multiple seasons to look forward to as well. You know, Disney, it seems like they're going to put really all their Marvel stuff and their Star Wars stuff, all these shows on Disney Plus, and that's fine. You know, people are even questioning, why do I have Disney Plus? You know, it's great to go back and relive all the old, old movies and shows, but what are we getting, like, why am I going to want Disney Plus for more than just a year or just for like a six month period of time to watch a one and done show? These are things that it's going to be good for them to think about because again, at the end of the day, money is the bottom line for them. They want to make money. They want to have success. They want people getting the subscriptions. I get it. So really, that's what I'm hoping to see going forward in Star Wars, remembering these elements that made Star Wars so unique. And also, when it comes time to do another Kenobi show in the future, Book of Boba, you know, let's avoid ticking off the old fans by doing injustice to some of the older characters. Let's, let's truly show even the, the younger generations, the new Star Wars fans, just how cool and how important characters like Princess Leia were. We can't forget about the foundation of Star Wars, but we can also build off and branch off into new exciting areas as well. 
Thank you guys for checking out this video. Be sure to give it a like, be sure to subscribe, and feel free to follow me also on Twitter and TikTok at analyze this underscore YT. Thanks again, guys, and may the force be with you.